the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This is the time for us as believers to stand in the gap and love others. Now, how we each stand in the gap is going to look different for everyone. And the way that God has you stand in the gap may be different from the way that I'm called to stand in the gap. Maybe for some, it's just training your children to live righteous lives godly lives. For someone else, it might be something different, something more. But whatever God has called us to, we need to be people who are standing in the gap in our nation. Throughout the book of Ezekiel, we learn how God appointed Ezekiel for a certain purpose and time. In today's message with Pastor Dan, you'll also be encouraged to remember your purpose. Keep in mind what you're called to may look different than what your neighbor is called to. Don't let that hinder you from pursuing the calling God has on your life. Don't let that stop you from using the giftings God has given you to further His kingdom. Whatever God has called you to do, be faithful in that. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Ezekiel 13. Well, as you know, in our Ezekiel study, Ezekiel has already pronounced judgment on the city of Jerusalem. He has pronounced judgment on the princes of Jerusalem and on the king of Judah. And now in chapter 13, he rebukes the false prophets that were in Babylon. Ezekiel is in Babylon. He's already in exile uh, and he rebukes the false prophets in Babylon. Now, a prophet is someone who speaks for God uh, to people. A false prophet uh, is someone who claims to speak for God, but they aren't really. And in Ezekiel's day, there were many false prophets, both in Babylon and in Jerusalem, who were claiming to speak for God, claiming to have a message from God, uh, but they really didn't have a message from God. And, you know, really, as you look through the Bible and what it has to say about false prophets, some of the characteristics of false prophets, false prophets uh, tell the people what they want to hear, not what the people need to hear. That's a big characteristic in the scriptures of a false prophet. They tell the people what the people want to hear instead of what they need to hear. And so false prophets, their message tends to be kind of upbeat, it's positive, and it's popular among the people. In Ezekiel's day, 
false prophets were telling the people that God will deliver Jerusalem and deliver Judah from Babylon and the exiles in Babylon will be coming home soon. Right. And that's what people wanted to hear. That's a message that people liked and they wanted to hear. You know, the Bible actually has a lot to say to us and a lot of warnings to us about false prophets. There are false prophets and false teachers uh, still today. And again, even false prophets today, they usually have a positive message. They usually are telling people what they want to hear, uh, just like in Ezekiel's day. And there's a lot of warnings in the Bible for us about false prophets. Jesus said, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. Jesus said that false prophets will appear to be harmless sheep. They'll appear to be believers. They'll sound like believers. They'll talk like believers. They'll quote the scriptures. They'll quote the Bible. But it's all just a disguise to deceive people. And they're really vicious wolves who seek really to devour the sheep, who devour uh, believers. You know, and I think that's, that's kind of one, another thing you see that characterizes a false teacher is they're wolves, they're devouring sheep. A shepherd feeds sheep. A shepherd, you know, sheep grow under a shepherd. Uh, sheep are nourished under a shepherd, a true shepherd. Uh, but with a false teacher, that false teacher is a wolf. So he's going to devour the sheep. You know, and so you can kind of look at their ministry and say, you know, are people really growing in their relationship with Jesus Christ through this ministry? Or are people being destroyed in their relationship with Christ through this ministry. And the Bible tells us that false teachers and false prophets will become more and more prevalent in the last days. Uh, the last days will be marked by false teachers and spiritual deception. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teaching that comes from demons. So there Paul says in the last times, the last days, people are going to turn away from the true faith and that there'll be deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons that people will embrace. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul says, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom, Preach the word of God, be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, encourage your people with good teaching. And then he says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ear wants to hear. Right again, in the last days, you'll have these false teachers who will be embraced by people. They're going to tell people what they want to hear. Uh, Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 2, but there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. And then he says, many will follow their evil teaching. Many will follow their evil teaching. So Peter says there will be false teachers that are going to, uh, 
you know, cleverly teach destructive heresies, people are not going to realize it's heresy. They're going to think it's truth. They're going to think it's sound doctrine. And Peter sadly says that many will follow their evil teachings. Uh, in First John chapter 4, it says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God For there are many false prophets in the world. John says just because someone claims to speak for God doesn't mean they really are speaking uh, for God. You have to test the spirits to see if what they say is really from God. And how do we test the spirits? Well, we test them by comparing what they say to the word of God. Because if it's really God telling them to say it, they're not going to say something that contradicts the word of God. God will never tell someone to do something that is contrary to the word of God or the teaching of Scripture. And so the Scripture becomes now our measuring rod, our litmus test, to test things that people say. Here in chapter 13, Ezekiel confronts the false teachers of his day. He confronts the false teachers that are in Babylon. Remember when we were studying through Jeremiah, Jeremiah was in Jerusalem, and Jeremiah confronted the false teachers that were in Jerusalem. And so verse one says, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy and say to those who prophesy out of their own heart, hear the word of the Lord. So here, when he talks about these prophets of Israel, they're not true prophets, they're false prophets. And he says That they didn't receive the word from the Lord. They prophesied, he says, out of their own hearts. In other words, they made up what they said. From their own thoughts, from their own desires, from their own hopes, from their own wants. And then they claimed it was from God. And I think that there's a warning in that for us. You know, we need to be careful not to be misled by our own desires and then deceive ourselves into thinking that it's God who's speaking to us. When really it's just our own desire. Now that's not to say God doesn't speak to us. God does speak to us. But we can deceive ourselves into thinking what we really want in our own heart, what is really our own desire. And we can convince ourselves into thinking, well, this is God. God has put this on my heart. This is something that God wants me to do. God has told me to do this. When really it's just what we want. And we spiritualize it and we convince ourselves No, this is from God. The false prophets in Babylon, they they prophesied out of their own heart. At the end of verse 2, God says the false prophets need to hear the word of the Lord. That's true for us. We need to hear the word of the Lord. Not be led by the desires of our heart, but be led by the word of God. You know, the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked. And no one can really know their own heart. But the word. The word is a lamp unto our feet. And a light unto our path. And the word of God directs our steps. And guides us. We need to hear the word of the Lord. Verse 3 says. Thus says the Lord God. Woe to the foolish prophets. Who follow their own spirit. And have really seen nothing. These self-claimed prophets were not only false, 
they were foolish. And they were foolish because they listened to their own spirit instead of the Holy Spirit. They're really being led by themselves. By their own wants. They even claimed to receive visions from God, but in reality they had seen nothing. Now, again, don't misunderstand me. God does give dreams and visions. He does speak to us. He does reveal himself. He does reveal his will. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying for these false prophets, it was really all from them. And they were saying it was from God. And and God had not really given them any kind of vision. They had seen nothing, it says. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now look at verse 4. O Israel. You you can just hear the heart of God here. O Israel. Your prophets, these false prophets, are like foxes in the deserts. These false prophets were like foxes in the deserts, or your translation might say jackals in the desert. And this is such a vivid picture that God gives us here and paints here about these false prophets, uh, calling them foxes in the desert. Now, foxes in the desert are scavengers, and they're opportunists. And he's saying these false teachers, they're like that. These false teachers are scavengers. These false teachers are opportunists who appear out of everywhere in a time of crisis in the nation. And at this point, Judah is in a time of crisis. And all of these false prophets are showing up now like foxes in the desert. They're just opportunists. They did nothing to improve the situation for the nation But instead, they preyed upon the people and preyed upon the people's fears. Now listen, anytime there is a crisis in a nation, the foxes will come out. The foxes will come out. People and organizations who only care for themselves will seize upon that opportunity, that time of crisis, and play on people's fears And do nothing to improve the situation. Do nothing constructive. They're just opportunists who seize upon a crisis in a nation for themselves and for their own benefit. We see that happening in our nation right now. People on, you know, both sides. That are just coming out to seize the opportunity. Not for good. Not for good change but just to serve themselves, you know, just to scavenge and serve themselves, you know, just seizing upon an opportunity in the midst of a crisis. They see it as an opportunity for personal gain. And that's what the false prophets did in Israel. The nation's in a crisis time. 
The nation's at a crossroads and these false prophets, they see an opportunity in the midst of this national crisis and they seize upon it. They're like foxes in the desert. These little scavengers that come out. He says to the false prophets in verse five, you have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. What an amazing verse. Verse five is here. He uses the symbolism here. You know, the purpose of a wall around a city was to protect the city from evil and danger and to keep the evil on the outside, to keep the evil out, to keep the danger out. But when you have gaps in your wall, that's what he's talking about here, or breaches or areas in the wall where the wall has collapsed or broken down. Now you've got these gaps and it leaves the city open and it leaves the city vulnerable. And here the Lord uses the symbolism of a wall around the nation of Israel, a metaphorical wall protecting the nation morally, protecting the nation spiritually, you know, keeping evil out of the nation of Israel. In the illustration he gives in verse 5, this is a time during battle when the nation is under siege and the wall around the nation, it has some gaps in it. The wall has been broken down in places and so the nation is in grave danger morally and spiritually. The nation is vulnerable at this time during this crisis, during this time of battle And it's during a time of battle, if there's a break in a wall surrounding a city, brave soldiers in the city then rush to the place where there's the break. They stand in the gap. And they stand there to defend the city because the wall has collapsed. And so they stand there and they fight to keep the evil out, to keep the danger out. And they stand in the gap in the break in the wall to defend the city. And the Lord says here, the false prophets, they don't stand in the gap to defend the nation morally and spiritually during this time of crisis. They just allow the corruption to come in and the evil to come pouring into the nation. You know, in Ezekiel chapter 22, the Lord will say, listen to this. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. What guards the land? Righteousness. What protects a nation? Righteousness. And God says in Ezekiel 22, I looked for someone, someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. And then he says, I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land But I found no one. God says here, I looked at Israel and I looked for someone who would rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. And there wasn't anybody. I looked for someone. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one that was willing to stand in the gap for the land. No one was willing to stand in the gap For the nation, there was no one that was willing to stand against the tide of evil and the tide of corruption that was trying to pour into the nation. I believe that God is looking for us as Christians to stand in the gap for our nation. 
now more than ever. Our nation is in a moral and spiritual battle. And there are breaks in the wall. There are gaps in the wall. And God is looking to believers to stand in the gap. And this is the time for us as believers to stand for righteousness in our nation. To stand for truth. To stand for equity. To stand against evil. To intercede for our nation in prayer. This is the time for us as believers to boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the time for us to stand in the gap and encourage people to repent of their sins and turn back to God. This is the time for us as believers to stand in the gap and love others. Now, how we each stand in the gap is going to look different for everyone. And the way that God has you stand in the gap may be different from the way that I'm called to stand in the gap. Maybe for some, it's just training your children to live righteous lives, godly lives. For someone else, it might be something different, something more. But whatever God has called us to, we need to be people who are standing in the gap in our nation. Whatever that looks like for you. You know, we have been appointed for such a time as this. To stand in the gap. And be what what the Bible calls in Isaiah. Listen to this. God calls these people that stand in the gap. He calls them repairers of the breach. The wall's been breached. And we have the privilege in our generation to be repairers of the breach. To stand for righteousness. In our time. Now in Ezekiel's time. Isaiah's time. Jeremiah's time, God looked for just one person who would repair the wall of righteousness that was broken down. He looked for just one person in the nation that would stand in the gap on behalf of the nation. And no one was willing to do it. Verse 6, he goes on to say about these false prophets. They have envisioned futility, emptiness. And false divination, saying, thus says the Lord, but the Lord has not sent them, yet they hope that the word may be confirmed. They're giving these prophecies, these future predictions, and they're just hoping that God fulfills it, that God does it. (laughs) Verse 7, have you not seen a futile vision, and have you not spoken false divination? You say, the Lord says, but I have not spoken. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken nonsense and envisioned lies. Therefore, I am indeed against you, says the Lord God. My hand will be against the prophets who envision futility and who divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, nor be written in the record of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter into the land of Israel. Then you shall know That I am the Lord, your God. God says here, these self-proclaimed prophets, they actually spoke nonsense. They spoke uh, lies. It was what they were saying was futile, was empty, it was worthless. And God says he is against them. And he says that they will basically be cut off from his people and that they would not return back to the land of Israel. They will die there in Babylon 
and he says, then you will know that I am the Lord. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you, and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone and It's true.